It's funny when you're talking about happiness and then our mess. I heard, I thought I'd heard Jim say happy mess. It's like, oh, be happy with your mess. Anybody really happy with their mess here? I'm usually not. I'm usually pretty upset about it. But, you know, then you go in meditation and you're supposed to be focusing on loving God and going towards God and all you're doing inside of yourself is going over your mess, right? You know, it's funny because I, I love hearing these talks like today really about responsibility and the things we can do more on a personal level to handle our lives because as we do, that benefits us spiritually towards our soul's liberation and freedom more than we may realize while we're doing it because we think, oh, okay, well, I'm not having some magnificent out-of-body experience and all that. So we often belittle or just simply are not aware of that greater freedom we're really giving to ourselves. And and it, it is fun. This really is a game. This is a game. Have fun playing it. So even the things you get frustrated with, your challenges, your, your messes, try to find the happy mess in there. Well, often it is that action or attitude or approach, I like to often say, towards the very mess or situation, or maybe just the, the feelings or thoughts of what we have running inside of us with the situation. And many of us have heard of over the years about this attitude of gratitude and being grateful and thankful, but how many times do we really apply that to the mess? Do many of you really ever go and say, I am so grateful for this mess. Thank you, Lord, for putting me in the pit of hell. <laughs> do we ever do that? <laughs> well, maybe some of you have started to play with that after hearing some of the talks over the years. Not many of us do that or have that type of an attitude or approach to that type of thing. And of course, even the way I said that, thank you, Lord, for putting me in the pit of hell. Oh, yeah, there I, I'm the victim here. God did it to me. Yes, thank you, Lord. Or it's like, oh, I'm so grateful for myself for making these choices that suck so royally. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because here we are laughing. Do this. Do this. I've had people overcome their fears like being with the dentist. I heard somebody share with me. I said, you know, I heard you say, I just love this. You know, just the same thing I'm saying here, but in a different way. I just love this, the very thing they hate and are so feared. And they one time were in the dentist and they had to get fillings and the teeth drilled and just the sound and the pain if a nerve hit and all that stuff. What, should I talk about the fingernails down the chalkboard while I'm at it? No. <laughs> And it was that type of thing, that in, and this person said, you know, I went in there, and I just said, I just love this. I love, and they did this minutes before the dentist came in to, you know, begin the process, and, and they kept doing it through the whole thing, and they said, oh, my God, it really worked. I didn't have any pain. I wasn't nervous. The fear was just gone, and it was a whole different experience. Just because they had fun and played with the process rather than running the old pattern of, uh, fear or pain or the frustration and aggravation of the mess. So it's funny how I hear things sometimes. And I know Jim said happiness and mess, but inside of me I heard happy mess and how to tie those things together. And it really is that approach and it really does make a difference. And, you know, especially as Jim was sharing about this time of the year, it does stir a lot of things. This is often a time where people really go through their processes, whatever they are, whether they're expectations or depressions or sadness. You know, it's either, oh, I'm all alone, or, God, i got to deal with the family again. 
You know, it's both sides. It's always one thing or the other, right? It, whether it's having or not having. And it's just like, God, I've got so much stuff now. I've got to get rid of this. I don't have the energy or time to get rid of all this junk, the mess, right? Or not having enough. It goes either way. It really is all the different extremes. And, you know, it's just how do we really deal with it? And is it really about all this stuff out here anyway? It's not. It's really about our inner approach to all this outer stuff. That's what makes the difference. And that's often where we feel the victim to the world or our own thoughts and feelings. We often feel the victim because it often looks, sounds, or feels like it's being done to us rather than, as Jim was sharing earlier, the choices we make. The choices we've made have brought us into the experiences we're having. That's another way of seeing karma. That's all it is, though. The choices we've made have brought us into the experiences we're having. So right in there is the answer. All we have to do is start making different choices to have different experiences. It's as simple as that. And also realizing it's often making those choices over and over and over and over. I know me, when I get in one of those downward spirals of being upset or feeling sad or hurt, that's when that energy, when I feel that moving down, then all of a sudden, what are all my thoughts and feelings? But on that downward spiral. So what do I keep doing every moment as I keep experiencing that? Well, what am I doing actually is even if it's not conscious, unconsciously making the choice to keep doing that downward spiral. And letting, in other words, letting the pattern keep running itself without doing something different, making a different choice to shift that downward spiral and now move inwards and get caught up in the upward spiral. We've talked about this before, about the spiral of life. The soul is on its journey and in the path of evolution as it comes into this physical creation, it comes down on that outer edge of the spiral as we come into this physical world. But in this action of meditation, as we focus inwards and upwards, then we move into that center way and we move to the inward edge of that spiral and now begin the journey up. The thing is, it's such a thin line, just like Jim was sharing about this gentleman who had the reaction just out of nowhere came and he put his fist to the wall. In an instant, that line can be so thin that we can be in that downward spiral, all of a sudden on the upward spiral, or we're on the upward spiral, and the next moment, all of a sudden, we're back going down. And that's where we often feel like the victim and caught up in these things and feeling like it's beyond our control, where we feel out of control. And that's where a lot of our fears get stirred up is when we feel out of control. But we don't realize that this is the process of making choices freely because of our conditioning in this world of things out of control there's a part of us thinks we need to control our lives even more. In other words, that's a reaction. Action, taking responsibility for our actions and reactions, actions making choice. Taking control because we feel out of control is reaction. So this is not about controlling our lives or our thoughts or our feelings. This is simply about making choices and allowing yourself to experience whatever moves through your consciousness as you make those choices, the good and the bad, all of it. And believe me, it's a lot easier to play the game of the happy mess when you realize you do have a choice and you can always do what Jim was sharing, give it all up to God. Don't give up where you're hopeless and then go stagnant, but give it to God 
And that's an action now rather than a reaction. So in that giving action, you're creating that movement. You're moving the energy. You're not allowing it to get stagnant. Or if you were caught in a downward spiral, you are now taking responsibility and now taking action to bring yourself now inwards and upwards and now begin the journey up again. And yeah, there's a lot of up and down, up and down, two steps forward, one step back. That's just how it works. But if we realize that's how it works, you relax into it. Then that level of acceptance comes in. You go, oh, okay, well, hey, things are great. I'm in my two steps forward. Then all of a sudden, man, things are really rough right now. Well, there's your one step back. But that step back is your opportunity now to really learn the lesson there. Because, see, that's the other part of making new choices. We also have to be willing to look at the lesson of the old choices. But a lot of the time, we're trying to avoid the lesson. We're trying to just get over it. Or Jim was saying, okay, God, if you please, take this away. Usually, we're asking for it just to be taken away. How many times did we really ask for God to help us understand what the lesson is so we can really get the awakening, the enlightenment, the fulfillment, because that's what it is. This is a journey of soul liberation, but I often like to use the word fulfillment because that's how you get liberated. You fulfill the soul. You don't have things taken away. You fulfill it by moving into it. We, the soul, are on a journey of becoming one with God. Remember, God is in all things. So our soul needs to go into all things, including the darkness, the hell worlds. And if you remember that, then you might find it a little easier to say, thank you, Lord, for this experience of hell. Thank myself for making a choice to move into this other part of God so that I can experience that and fulfill myself into merging into the oneness of God in all things. Did you know that's what's really going on and why the soul is here? Did you really think we're being punished and this is a land of good and evil and these are horrible things? Did you realize that we're actually here because in being here, our soul in its experience is actually merging into the greater fullness of all that God is? That's what's going on. And if you realize that, or even if you don't, if you just start to, wow, that sounds interesting, maybe I'll take a look at this. Because all it takes is a look, a willingness. And in that, you begin to open the door and allow God, as Jim was saying earlier, inviting God in, well, invite God in, in all of God's expression, allowing yourself the freedom to experience all of God's expression, all of God's creation, because that's a part of you. That's a part of God. If you really want to know your oneness with God, to liberate your soul, this is what you need to do. Yes, there is a have to here. But when you understand how that works, then you're more than willing just to dive in. And that's the whole idea here. You want to dive in. And that's the thing. So what am I really talking about? Dive into your fears. Dive into them. Because that's how you are going to fulfill them and get over them and get free of them because they are running you. 
It's just inherent in everybody here. We fear the darkness, the unknown. So to get over the fear, dive into it. I can't tell you how many of my inner experiences have been and still are to this day ones of always going into the darkness. And every single time I do, I get another opportunity to let go more, to surrender more, rather than resist resist not. Don't resist. Just surrender, even to the darkness. Say, okay, Lord, well, this is your experience in the moment, isn't it? Why not accept the experience where you find yourself rather than judging it or having an expectation around it? And as you do, you'll find just as I have, that is your doorway to your soul's freedom. To surrender, even when it looks like you're not giving up to God, but even if it looks like you're giving up to the devil. Because that's the fear we all have. Oh my God, I can't give up to the devil because then I'm going to hell, right? I'm going to live in hell if I do that. That's what we think. And that's the very thing that keeps that door closed in our consciousness. That's the very thing out of our choice because of that belief we're running that keeps that door closed to us, the soul, that loving of God, experiencing all of God's creation. What's there to fear anyway when it's just all an illusion, a reflection? Just like I was sharing as we moved into the meditation, it's just the light of our own soul projecting itself into creation. And as it projects through those frequencies of the mind, the emotions, and the imagination, it creates the movie or the picture of our life. And all we've done is allowed our consciousness to move into the picture, the movie. Just as Jim's always said, one day you'll wake, wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. Your soul's never left the realms of spirit. All you've done is projected a divine spark into this world to have experience. That's all. That's all. It's as simple as that. But boy, does it look and sound and feel very real. But that's how we really have the fullness of the experience. Because this is a world of the senses. To see it, to feel it to taste it and smell it, to hear it. So we really have the full-on experience so that we really know what this is. Not have the knowledge of it, not intellectualize and read about it or hear about it, but to know what it is. Knowing, wisdom, truth, it is all experience. It's not information or words. It is only through the experience. Do we gain that understanding? And then we could care less about belief systems and knowledge and information. And then we realize all those things are our tools to assist us on our journey in this world. But the more we can have those tools line up with the truth of our experience, the better servants they are for our soul's journey through this world. But most of the time, we're utilizing all these tools, not knowing how to really work them. And just like Jim talked about the whisper in the ear, the tap on the shoulder and the two by four. So here's a question. Is that God doing that to us or is it we doing it to ourselves when we get the two by four? Maybe God's just whispering and we're doing the two by four or the hammer or something. 
and even a lot of us on the spiritual journey, get that spiritual eye open, bang, bang, bang. Because we think, and if we do, there's going to be the magic and we won't have any problems anymore. Life will get easy. No more problems. Well, it's true. There's never been a problem to begin with. Again, we just don't realize it. So truly, this is a pathway of awakening, of awakening. It's a pathway of awakening. There's no problem. It's just called wake up. Take a look. Listen. Observe. And in that, you're going to awaken because you're allowing yourself the experience. It's only when we resist the experience, we're keeping the door closed to that awakening to really know what's going on, to really know. And when you really know, you really have freedom. And then you fear nothing. You don't fear Lucifer, the devil, Satan. You don't feel the darkness. I've been in the deepest, darkest places. I've been in the underworld. I've been at the bottom of the ocean, consciously, fully. Because those are the areas we need to go to know the truth that we can never die and that we are eternal. To know that even in the darkness where there's nothing there, nothing but the experience of fear and darkness. But yet, there you are. You're aware of yourself. You're conscious. You're alive. There's a level of awareness. Then you go, oh my God, I can breathe. How am I alive? I'm buried. I'm at the center of the earth, or at least 100 feet under the dirt here. More than six feet under. But it's often those experiences that we need to allow ourselves to have rather than resist to really get that freedom that we're seeking. Make no mistake about it. This pathway of sound and light is a path to soul liberation, but realize the things that we as a soul need to do to move into the liberation and what all that is. From all the personal even mundane things in the world to the very sacred and profound in that inner journey through the different realms of God's creation. But a big part of it is just handling our own 10%, as we say, our own personal stuff. And as we do that, the doors within us, we open the doors by handling all this, as Jim was sharing, so that we can begin to now experience in other of God's kingdoms and creations. Those are all the other realms we talk about, the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, the soul, the ocean of loving, the spiritual realms. In order to experience all that, we need to do all of it, to handle everything. You can't avoid any of this. But you can't make it happen either. But you can be a willing participant So for New Year's resolutions, instead of resolutions, maybe it's just a list of things to do. Well, I'm going to confront my fear. Well, I'm going to be grateful for Satan. Well, I'm going to be grateful for all the mess in my life and have a good laugh. Some people have heard me. People have called me names. They go, thank you. I deserve that. It's my way to play with allowing it to be, to take it in. I've done it so much, now people go, it's Brian's fault. I go, yep, it's my fault. But then I get all the joy and the loving that comes with it because guess what? God's in all of it. God's in all of it. 
And what are we choosing to do? Are we choosing the God that is in all things, that things we even look at as negative or bad? Or are we choosing just to see that belief system or projection of the negative or bad? Oh, well, I thought there was negative and bad and then good and light things. There's the light and the darkness, right? Was it the light and the darkness or the light in the darkness? Oh, that's interesting. Is that God in the darkness? Are you saying God is the darkness? What did I just say earlier? God's in all things. So we've got to go into the darkness to experience our oneness with God that is there. And you'll find your liberation. Believe me. Don't believe me. Come find out. It gets to be fun. Every time now I go into these experiences, I'll start flying up through the realms of spirit, and then all of a sudden that energy that's bringing me up, it disappears and I start falling. I go, oh, here we go. First I start, oh, that's my reaction. I go, oh, not doing that anymore. All right, God, I surrender. And I look forward to what the experience is going to be. Am I going to get ripped to shreds and eaten up and spit out? Am I going to just fall into a pool of golden light? I don't know. Am I going to go to the bottom of the ocean or be buried alive again? How many times have I done that? Okay, let's do it again. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Every single time I surrender more, I come to a greater place of freedom and actually have fun with what looks like even the most negative experiences. And every time I do, I come out that much freer, that much more awake. And then that journey I've walked has also helped to lay a path for others to walk as well. That's why Jim and I share what we share. Because that path that we have walked, this path to sun and light, is a path that all selves walk. And God's going to work the way God's going to work with each of us, each of our souls. It doesn't matter who the messenger is, okay? This is a path of God and loving of light and sound. And God will work through whatever messenger God can. It just doesn't matter. But we often get caught up in the messenger or even just the message. The messenger is there just to, in a sense, give the information or to help give understanding and clarity so that we can now utilize it to begin to have our own experience. Because a big part of this for a while may be a walk of trust, a walk of faith or hope. But who cares how or where you start? It's just starting. As Jim said, taking action. That's what matters is just taking action. And you're going to learn through your experience. And the funny thing is, or the wonderful thing, or the horrible thing, or the blessing in it all, you can't get away from it. Just like we are joking around earlier, do you think you really have a choice? Yes, you do. And, yes, you do. You have a choice to walk through it, or you have a choice to walk through it? There's the choice. But we're going to walk through it and all the stuff. We're going to go through the negative and the positive, the happiness, the happy mess, the sadness. One of my favorite things to do is when somebody's going through a hard time or being sad and crying and talking with me, and somehow in that, all of a sudden the door opens and all of a sudden they're laughing right there in the midst of tears. 
How is that? I never used to be able to do that. I'd be caught up in my sadness and tears and just, it'd take me a while to get over it. And now today I can talk to people boo-hooing and in a moment they're laughing while they're still crying. I'm going, what is that? It's because I don't make it wrong. I accept it the way it is. And I just love God and all of it. And then as I do that, it opens the door to joy. And when I share that, if the person and themselves is open and vulnerable, guess what? Well, they're going to get that joy as well. But we have to make ourselves open and vulnerable. Just as Jim was saying earlier, inviting God in. And sometimes we need to boo-hoo because often that's letting go of our resistance to those things within us that have been blocking that invitation to let God in. We may have invited God, but have we opened the door to let God in? And so we'll let God in, whether it's crying, whether it's laughing, whether it's drawing a tantrum. How many of you, when you heard that story Jim shared, oh my God, that's horrible. The guy got really mad and punched the wall. Or did you go, oh, he had an experience and then look at after that experience, they talked about it and he learned something from it. Most of us would judge the behavior and the expression. But the wonderful thing is, even though it seemed a little rough, and those are the things that stirred the fear inside of us and losing control and getting hurt and all that. Well, there was a movement of energy, and in that movement of energy, it brought present the experience. And then as they were willing to look at the experience, then the lesson came forward out of it. Yet this had happened so many times for all the years and the lesson never revealed itself. Well, my understanding of it is because the person was never open to have that lesson revealed. And as soon as we open to allow that, all of a sudden now there the lesson can show up. And just as you heard, the next year or two, this person really transformed. They're like, they just changed because they finally opened the door and let God in. And that's how this works. You know, I always like to say you get what you focus on. So I say focus on God. And it's funny because it's a catch-22 sometimes. Because sometimes we have to be willing to look at the resistance, the pain and the fear, the expectations, the judgments. It's how we look at it is the message I'm trying to share today that can make all the difference. It's how we look at it. So be willing to look at all that. But look at it with those eyes of loving and acceptance, playfulness, make a game of it, have some fun. That's your choice. You have the choice to do that. And if you're angry or sad or upset, that's part of the game. Experience it. Don't resist it. Most of the time we'll judge ourselves and judge others if we see them expressing in a way that's really uncomfortable. That's a natural reaction. It's a protective mechanism of the animal nature here in this world. And that's a challenge to overcome. Maybe we don't need to overcome it. Maybe all we have to do is love and accept it and allow it to run its process and offer no resistance. Oh, I'm in reaction. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm feeling angry or fear. Oh, okay. Isn't this fun? Yeah, I'm angry. All right. Let's see if I, how I can express this. Punch a wall. No, you know what? I'm going to sit down and talk about my feelings instead. Or I'm going to go meditate. Or I'm going to go do whatever. We're going to do it all. 
Because you see, you cannot stop the movement of life. That's what the energy is. It's the movement of life itself. That's what happens. Regardless of the expression, regardless of the behavior, but all we have to do is look at the behaviors, the expressions, with openness, with loving. And then that lesson, that revelation will begin to come forward because we no longer are judging it or making it anything other than just an experience. That's the approach we need to begin to take inside of ourselves to really set ourselves free so that we can now let go of those attachments of being so caught up in all the sensual nature of this realm of polarity and now allow the soul to simply return back to itself in the soul realm, that part we've projected in, now that divine spark can simply return. It's often called the pearl of great price, as well as the soul's return home. That's the journey, pearl of great price. It's just simply allowing that divine spark to come back to its source, its creator, us, the true soul, back in the soul realm. And then it's a whole other journey after that. And that's a wonderful one because then it really is just all light and loving and sound. There's not this experience in this world of the darkness. It's a whole different thing. But as you learn how to live in this world and the ways that we share here, that's how you allow yourself to move into that greater experience of the divine. And that's a lot of fun. All right.